To donate, go to U92TheMoose.com and click the donate button at the top of the page. Thanks for helping us out. Tanner, the other Tanner, Brian, and Anise are all here. Sean's not. Uh, Let's cut him a break, please. It's yeah, Monday. No. My my thing about the uh, Super Bowl is, uh, I I don't think that I think that you got to give at least the the guy the gal who loves their team that lost a day. Any other game of the year and doesn't matter. For the Super Bowl, it's a little bit more, in my opinion. Not when you not when you talk a big game though. Yeah, it is. Nah. Yeah, but like, I, I, but the dolphins aren't in it ever, so like you don't even know what's left. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, like, like ask Brian right, right now. When, when you're in the Super Bowl, I mean, you can't even watch the. Thing. I was shaking the entire night. Right. Shed a couple of tears. It was, it was a rough night. It, it's not even like it's like a regular season game where you're frustrated at the end. I mean, this is the one because if you lose win, that's all that matters. You're gonna talk about it for the rest of your life. It's one game. So then, I, I think he one day, no. I guess. Yeah, he did one day. <laughs> you yeah. gotta rationalize now. Yeah. Nah. Put your I mean, hatred I'm, aside and just think I, about yeah, how I'm Sean's feeling right now. I'm not saying retreat here. I'm just saying, give him one day. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. One day. Fair enough. All right. Well. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Uh, I thought that the game was good last night. What about you oh. guys? It was a great game. Like, you know, objectively speaking, uh, not really having a horse in uh, in the race except for rooting against the Eagles. Um, up until that, like, it was still amazing. There were great plays on both sides of the ball. Um, a scoop and score, that's always exciting, ended up being the outcome. Close game down to the end. Uh, I don't really – I mean, I, you always hate to see the game side on a penalty. However, I don't really see the controversy behind it. I mean, even Bradbury came out and said he, he held him. It was a hold. Had to be thrown. Um, but yeah, it was a really exciting back and forth. It really felt like you didn't know where it was going to go. You didn't know how it was going to end up until it, it, it ended. So that's always a good a good Super Bowl. Uh, plus the halftime show was amazing. Yeah, you know, my roommate and I were sitting in the kitchen watching it, and one of the first scores from um, – that dot from Jalen Hurts to um, Brown, and we were like, oh, this is going to be a high-scoring game. Like, it's going to be a battle back and forth the entire time. And it was we were kind of right. Like, we were both really excited. We didn't move off the couch the entire night. Like, we sat there, watched the entire thing. She eventually left because she just wanted to watch Rihanna. But um, I stayed, and I was highly entertained. And I actually was found myself rooting for the Eagles, surprisingly. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, as an Eagles fan, I mean, I can't really deny that it was a good game. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of all sinking in. It doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel like it happened. But, I mean, Jalen Hurts played his heart out. I mean, so did a lot of people last night. But, yeah, I mean, it was a good game. It does 
think that it came down to a call like that, whether it was a flag or not, it was called. Uh, I'm not going to dispute that. But, you know, when your D-line gets after it all year and gets zero sacks in the Super Bowl, it's questions, man. I got questions. But it is what it is. Head up, and we'll be back next season. Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing I would say about that call at the end is spirit of the rule versus spirit of the game, I think, is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, where, yeah, it's a penalty, but you can't call that one at that time when you call eight penalties the whole game. And that's the one you call. Like, yeah, he might have held him. That ball's overthrown. Yeah. I understand it's not P.I. where that's, like, a factor because defensive hold's a defensive hold. But even if he wasn't held, he was not even going to be close to catching that ball. That's the only – like, it's just, I think, frustrating more than anything in a year where everything's come down to a flag, it feels like, in a lot of games, one way or the other. But then you have Goodell saying things like, officiating's never been better across the league. That's what's frustrating. You have to make that call. I'm just saying, I think it's very frustrating in a game like Yeah, no, it is. Like, you don't want to see it come down to a penalty, but then don't commit a penalty is what I'm saying. Well, no, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, when you you go back and watch it, you know, everything's put down to 360 slow-mo. Yeah, I get Bradbury says that, but if they win, I don't. I mean, if there's a no call there, nobody says anything about it, and we move on. No, I, I think it comes up. Because the Chiefs were asking for it as soon as it happened. It did not look egregious like that. Have you have you seen the angle from the end zone side? No. That side you can see like he has his arm like you. That's that's when you can see the the jersey okay. tuck like you can see the handful of jersey from the other side. Okay. I don't know why they keep showing the other one when like it's clear as day that like from the other angle it looks a lot better. Like it looks like okay that looks like a pi, but from the one from like the line of scrimmage point of view. Like I'll admit, like it doesn't look like much, but it's like the that that Devontae Smith catch that was overruled. They kept showing the backside to show that the ball hit the ground, but they only ever once showed the view. They once did they show the view that the ball moved when he hit the ground. It was like I I kept asking. I was like, why don't they go back to that other view to see if the ball like moved like while after it hit the ground? Like we know it hit the ground, we can see that. I don't know why they keep throwing the same angles at us, but I don't know. I, I'm not a part of the TV crew. I don't know if there's a reason behind that. Or Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, th- I honestly thought the game was pretty well officiated for most of it. So, you know, a call like that, as an Eagles fan, I'm probably a little biased. I, I'd say no call, but that's just because obviously I wish it was a no call. Uh, but, you know, other than that, the refs didn't, you know, have that fumble. The refs didn't not get after the quarterback. So you can't really blame the refs for this one. Um, I try to be realistic. You know, a game like that, Mahomes comes out in the second half and just, Puts on, uh, puts a team. Well, a lot of players stepped up, but he just made some crazy plays. And then it comes down to play like that, where we don't get a chance chance to you know go downfield, put up three, even a touchdown. Yeah, someone's gonna hurt for a while. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think that yeah, like I said, I think it sucks. I guess you. I mean, I get why you call it. I gotta go look at the other angle. Um, it's just frustrating that it all comes down to that one play. Because it does change it. Because the Eagles were going to get another chance. Because that was third down. Yeah. Right? And so that, that that's what hurts, too. Um, I get that that's why it, like, but, it's But I, I think that it speaks larger to this season as a whole. Where officiating has been a problem. No, and You it, might say that yes. that one wasn't, but... No, it, yeah. It's yeah. definitely a built-up of anger. And that it came down to a penalty. However, like... I, I've always been one that you can't... You know, kind of 
peer pressure the refs into swallowing their whistles late in games because that's the reason that things like that pass interference against uh, the Saints, or it should have been against the Rams, a couple of, what was that, 2018 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why switching sports, the NBA, LeBron doesn't get that call against Celtics. Some refs are just afraid to blow their whistle at the end of games. And, like, it, it shows, and then you get absolute terrible, obvious calls that aren't called because they're afraid to blow their whistle. So, like, I'm always on the side of if it's a penalty, you got to throw it. Whether whether how It could be the smallest of things. It could be uh, something egregious like that per, that uh, pass interference a couple years ago. But you got to throw it. Like, you shouldn't swallow your whistle or you shouldn't call things more tight just based off a of situation or based off of what kind of game it is, like, Week one should be called the same as the Super Bowl. Like, that's just how it should be. Yeah, but they don't do that. I'm just uh, yeah, You know that the, the amount of the only league with no full time officials, right? I know, yeah. I know and it's yeah. I know it's it's a joke. The fact that they don't like in the off season, they just go and do their other things. Like they, do they don't go through week, any training. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like it's crazy that they don't go through any kind of like off-season training. Right, and then like nothing. you look at last year or maybe some of the other years where they're like, okay, this is going to be the emphasis of what we're going to call this year. And then the first couple weeks of the year, you know, one year they only call pass interference, and then the next year they call all those taunting penalties right at the beginning, and by the end of the year, then those are done. Like, it's just like... It's roughing the passer this year. Right, and, and so it's like, how how is that... You know that that definitely has to take away from the game when you're going to control what gets officiated that much. Well, I think that's what's frustrating a lot of fans. It's just like what you guys are saying—the inconsistent calling. Like, you call it one year and then you don't call it the next year. You call it one game, you don't call it the other game. It's just getting aggravating at this point because it's happening across all sports and it's altering every single game that has happened this year. Like, you can think of about five games off the top of your head where it's been impacted by poor, you know, officiating. So I think it's honestly just coming down to being aggravated at this point. And if I was an Eagles fan, I would be really frustrated. Even if I was a Chiefs fan, I'd be frustrated at well, yeah, everything. Well, the thing, too. Like, Bucker makes that kick and nobody on the Chiefs' sideline goes crazy. I don't know if you – like, yeah. when that went nah, in, Mahomes yeah. didn't start jumping up and down or nothing. Because like, well, they knew it wasn't over there were six seconds. You, 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 you just never made a know. kick to take the lead in the Super Bowl. Every other ch- lead change in that game, every sideline's going crazy. Chiefs have been there before. No, they did the same thing. I, I love that. The, it's not over. I I don't buy that. I I I don't buy that. Then why didn't they celebrate? Because I feel like they were like, oh, okay, yeah. I think it felt mm-hmm. like it took away from it. The, the entire sideline, nobody's jumping up and down. Game's there, not there's over. four seconds on the clock. You, the Chiefs weren't able to get a stop all game. It's not they over. They got to kick the ball off. It's not over. Okay, I I don't buy it. I mean, Mahomes' face during that was like, did what just happened happen? Where they call that? And now we're, everybody's going to say that forever. It's not over. Okay. What do you think, Brian? I mean, it was all just a blur to me last night, just sitting there. You know. Um. I mean, I get it. You know, I guess the game's not over, but as Tanner said, you know, all game people were going crazy, especially on the sidelines. But I, I, I can't – it doesn't even feel like it happened, man. It doesn't even feel like the game even – I don't know. just hasn't sunk in. I don't really even know what to say. No. I don't have nothing, anything else to say about this. Like, Okay. It's just – it happened. It's over. Baseball is here. 
pitchers and catchers if they play in the tournament report today. So that's what I'm focused on. They play in the like, World baseball, baseball Classic. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But everyone's been saying the tournament because nobody cares to say World Baseball Classic. Okay. I know. But pitchers and catchers report today. Spring training starts later in the week, I think. And then we'll have baseball at the end of the month. So that's really all I'm focused on right now. Now you're done with football? Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done until Aaron Rodgers gives his decision, comes back from his darkness retreat. Which will be Friday. So still this week. Well, good thing is... Is it uh, Friday? I think it's Friday. I don't know when he was going. I thought he was going today. Maybe. Maybe he wanted to see the Chiefs win and then head out into his darkness retreat. Yeah. But... I hope he comes to a nice decision. seems like Green Bay is giving him, not a surprise, they're giving him all the leverage in this decision because they're saying, well, if he wants to come back, he can come back, but if he wants to get traded, we will happily trade him. So looks like Green Bay kind of wants to start the process of getting rid of Aaron Rodgers and start the Jordan Love era. How long is that going to be? The Jordan Love era? Yeah. I don't know. I want to be optimistic. I really, I think he's going to develop. I think he just needs time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you know, you just gotta, gotta let him cook. Aaron Rodgers. When was Aaron Rodgers drafted? He didn't start for a couple of years. I don't think it was like five or four or five years. All right. Well, still, he had to develop. Jordan Love has to develop. It has to happen. There's any develop at this point. I I think it's just really hard following up one of. The greatest football quarterbacks of all time. Like Aaron Rodgers, like him or not, when he retires, he is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh well, yeah. The issue isn't he, we, he needs to be as good as Aaron Rodgers. It's he just needs to be a good quarterback, and we haven't seen that from Jordan Love at all yet. So. I mean, again, I think it's just being behind Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't gotten the chance to play. I mean, I know next year, I don't want it to suck, but it's going to probably suck. Just just getting into. If Rodgers decides to leave, getting into the love era, it's going to kind of suck a little bit, but I'm going to ride it out, going to see how it goes, and if after maybe two full years of him starting and it's not good, I'm going to say pick a new quarterback. Back to Super Bowl, though. Can we talk about that field? Yeah, the players fact, are slipping a lot. The fact that yeah. they – well, one, why in the world they do this every year? They implement something new during the Super Bowl. It seems like there's something every year where it's like, oh, we're trying this new thing out. We're trying this you know, type of cleat, this type of pad, this type of technology. Why? Like, why do things get randomly implemented for the Super Bowl? Like, this field, they dumped $800,000 in it, and we're like, we're going to try a new field for the Super Bowl. Why? Like, yeah, maybe it works. Maybe it's, it's a corporate just, event. Maybe it's the greatest thing ever. But, like... Why would you put something that you're not 100% sure you know like what you're getting in the biggest game that gets like I think the field the problem with the field was more in the second half for the most part which is after they brought out that big stage and laid it all across it right right where it was still the first half though too not as bad I don't know I it's I mean I get it I don't know I I thought the score graphic on the screen sucked I didn't mind that they do that every year. They well, I know, but I, like, that one's not good, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't have anything to do with the game like the field, though. Like, that was pathetic. Yeah, but, I mean... They dropped $800,000 in, like, this new type of field. 
well, that's what you get out of field it. They grew for the game. Yeah, but they're like they they have too much paint on the field at the Super Bowl. It wasn't even they were slipping on the paint; they were slipping all over. They grew that grass at OSU. You guys see that? Oklahoma State University grew that grass. Yeah, I thought that's what it was. And then they flew it in there last week or shipped it in there or something. Well, I was looking at a video of it, and they would wheel it out of the stadium every yeah, single day, every morning. I thought, that's what they do in Arizona regularly. I thought it was pretty nice, like yeah. taking the grass out for its morning sun. <laughs> yeah, it was um, Bermuda grass. That's what the Steelers play on. Including rye grass overseed. Yeah, the Steelers play on Bermuda. But like they like, I forget what they did. They dumped eight. They invested eight hundred thousand dollars into like this new, like the way that they were treating it and things like that. Like, like Arizona doesn't have a slipping problem. Like, you can watch Arizona games. Like I'm watching Red Zone. I've never once seen like a player just like slip or hear in the media anyone complaining about Arizona's field. Why don't we just use the grass that they normally use? I don't know. Like. It's just the NFL always seems like they have to implement something new into the Super Bowl, and it's like, why? Like that's the champion. That's the corporate. That's event. the championship game. Like, it's it's not even for the fans. It's for casual viewers. It's I mean, casual viewers had no idea that there was new grass. I understand. It's just I, go go look at the crowd of that game. How many were actual fans of the teams playing in it? Well, no, those are just the country's richest people. Right. It's a corporate event. Yeah, like, tell me why Paul McCartney was there. <laughs> why was Adele there? Like, well, that's just like it's becoming it's stepping away from like Tanner was saying, it's stepping away from the fans and just becoming more of like a who's the richest and who can buy yeah, their way into the Super Bowl. It's not a real football game. I mean, the game itself is. Yeah, but I mean, half times twice as long. You have more commercial breaks. You have more stopping. You have all of these other things that factor into it. Yeah, when you're actually like playing football in the moment, that's about the only time it's real. But the last real football is the AFC and NFC title games. Because the I whole disagree. game is completely different at the Super Bowl. Yeah, but I mean, they're playing football, yeah, and it's for the Super Bowl. Yes, I'm not the, saying the that theatrics the are different. Yeah, the whole thing is different. The I, game itself is not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. It has to be. You can't tell me that you break everybody out of their routine and it's not any different. It's really not. I guarantee you. They have a longer warm-up coming out of the half. Again, half time is way longer. Kickoff takes an hour and a half after they come out and warm up. You tell, that, that has to change things. There's no way that doesn't affect the game a little bit. I don't think so. If anything, it just helps them. Like getting, how, how do you build? We were saying the other night on the game, though. How do you build consistency with so much stopping and starting? There's no way to do that. That's like that in football all the time. You're so used to that, but not to that length. I think so. I think so. You're used to your three minute media timeouts. Yeah, but I, I'm saying like, you go into the half like the Eagles did, and you kick that field goal, and you're up ten. You come out of the half, the Eagles. I mean, they're completely stalling out. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. You know, weekly in the NFL, but I mean, part of that's got to be the fact too that the adrenaline's kind of wore off, and now you got to get your heart going and get back going again after you've been in the locker room for 35 minutes, and they've got to take this stage off the field now before you can get back out there and warm up again. It's like a complete second restart of the game. 
This game had four commercial breaks during each quarter compared to five that they usually do at the Super Bowl. And I think it's three during a regular season game. Right. So, so that's just, four more commercial breaks throughout. But one a quarter. Like, that's not that yeah, big of a deal. Yeah, but plus halftime. Halftime, trust Like, halftime, they, they like that. Like, I, okay. You, we don't see Patrick Mahomes come out the second half and do what he did if he doesn't have that extended halftime. Is that because he can't go to the med tennis long and get all these? Yeah, like you don't have as long to like do that, like. Right, but I, that's what I'm saying. It's a second restart of the game. You can't tell me that doesn't change the game. Halftime always changes. Halftime's always a second restart of the game. Not in the same way, I don't think. I mean, you you look at what Peyton Manning said two three weeks ago, where he said there's no halftime adjustments that are made. But but I'm saying yeah. your adrenaline is completely down. Say they don't have a halftime in that game yesterday. The Eagles are up ten. Do the Chiefs come out and go score down the field like that? No, they're not going to do that. And your adrenaline got, does not go down. In oh, and ha- yes. Are you kidding me? Your adrenaline cannot be straight pumping for five hours. When you hear the music echoing from the stadium. Yeah, that's it, it, it. Yeah, it goes down, but it's not like oh, like it's re, a relaxed time. This is a, just a long on board. Can't wait to get back out there. It's still a freaking Super Bowl. You still have a halftime performance going out. Like you can, they hear that. Like you can hear the echoing, the like the base of the stadium. It's a whole concert. Like that's on. That's in your mind. Like you're still fully aware that you're in the Super Bowl. I don't know. Like it's. I don't know what you want. Like, I don't think it plays that much of an impact on the game at all. Okay, halftime in the regular season is about 13 minutes. Halftime in the Super Bowl is about 30. And roughly 15 of that is the artist on the field. So their entire halftime that they're used to is just the performance part. Yeah, so... That, you, but I, that has to change things. There's no way it doesn't. I think it changes it for the better. Like, I think it... in. Improves gameplay, not makes it worse. Okay. Because then you you have time to, yeah, like those thirteen minutes are usually like Peyton Manning said, you don't make adjustments. But now you have thirty minutes, so yeah, like you're going to be able to talk to your coaches. You're going to be able to do more than what you normally do at halftime, other than just like a break. Like you're able to get more done at halftime. You're able to get a longer rest to come out fully energized again. Yeah, all I'm saying is that's different from how they played in the regular. But season. that doesn't mean it's not a football game. It's a theatric. You you said that earlier too. Yeah, but the game itself doesn't change. Like the game that they're playing is still football. Like it's still Right, but I think it's completely different than any other game in the year, and that's what makes it frustrating, I think, for a lot of people. I think it just looks like the any different than any other game of the year. Okay. What do you think, Anissa? Once once they start playing, I guarantee like if you were you're going to have your obvious case of, like, wow, this is crazy. But I think if you ask most players, they'd be like, once the game kicks off, everything's, like, just a game. Well, I get that. I'm just saying it's it's still different. Leading up to it, yeah. But once you're on the field playing, it's it's okay. the same game. Nothing's different. I don't know. I'd rather have that half an hour break during the biggest game of the season. Yeah, I'd rather have that half an hour break. Okay. Like I don't know what football you're playing. Like, I wish they you didn't wouldn't want to have that half hour break. Well, I'm just saying because as an Eagles fan, Mahomes was like really hurt, and then all of a sudden comes out in the second half and <sighs> ruined my night. But uh, I don't know. I mean, my thoughts on it, you know, as as I've said, you know, Eagles fan here. But 
Uh, so if it's a 13-minute halftime, I do think it's different because you don't know what like what treatment they give Mahomes and what else they're doing in those 13 minutes as opposed to 30 minutes. And, you know, I guess, yeah, in terms of, like, the game being played, you know, it is football at the end of the day. But, uh, you know, I'm not a big commercial guy. I don't even think I sat and watched any commercials like, during the game. I'm just more of, like, let's get this show on the road. So, I don't know. I mean, I just think that I, – I just I just – I just think that it changed the impact. It changed the game just because, as you guys said, there's more time. They got – they gave uh, – Mahomes had more time to recover because that injury did not look – like he, he was limping pretty bad. And then he came back and he was running 30 yards, ending the it, – it, it was – I don't know. I'm just My mind's everywhere right now. So You want to talk about those commercials then? I think they were pretty boring. I don't even have any opinion on the commercials because I, 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 I just – I don't enjoy commercials. I'm more of like a change the channel type guy. Really, you don't watch the like you don't look nah. forward to like the Super Bowl besides the game. Maybe it's because my team was in it. Because I was just I was okay. just you know nervous the entire time. But I'm I never was a big commercial guy even when this, like other teams are playing. I, I don't know. It just doesn't it's not really appeal to me. I don't think any of the commercials were good this year. Like normally you have a few that are like wow these are really good. But I think the only one that I can think of was the. Um, Walter White and Jesse Popcorners one, and then you had um, the Bud Light one was pretty good. Which one was that? That was they the, were uh, fighting? the the conference call. Where he's like dancing around. And then um, that Farmer's Dog one. Did you guys see that? It was like dogs starting from like a puppy growing with this girl. Oh, yeah. And the way it was going, I thought the dog was gonna die at the end of the commercial. And my roommate and I were both sitting in the kitchen. We're screaming at the TV. We're like, no, don't let the dog die. But it didn't end up dying. So we were like, okay. Like, we're spared for one year of not having a dog dying in a Super Bowl commercial. But I don't know. Normally, I like to use Super Bowl commercials for discussion posts. But I can't really use them this year because none of them were memorable. I thought the Bush Light one was great. Where they had Sarah McLaughlin start singing out of the tent. Then he opened the Bush can and told her to be quiet. <laughs> She was going to sing the ASPCA like in the arms of the angel where it's like donate to save the poor dogs and all that stuff and you know like the Bush commercials when they open it and all that and it's like shh yeah so they just she started singing and then he opened it and that was like 30 seconds of just that I thought that was pretty funny did you uh at least original did you like the Caddyshack one no I think Caddyshack's not a great but like I don't like that movie so really no I love Caddyshack. Yeah. It's hysterical. I, I thought they were going to go, like, lean into more of how that guy, like, is the main guy in succession. I know you have no idea what that is, so never mind. Yeah, no. Can we also talk about um, how they hyped up that whole Aiden Hutchinson, Cam Hayward hotel thing? Yeah, it was awful. That was awful. And then also the Rob Gronkowski kick. We had to watch 100,000 commercials over the past month or so about how he's going to kick this ball at halftime what like what's gonna happen it's gonna be a kick it's gonna be a kick like halftime it wasn't it wasn't even live it was unlike this and he clearly made it did you watch it no wasn't that wasn't the FanDuel one yeah yeah he, he so the, the whole thing was FanDuel had this big promotion for months talking well, I about know that yes it was off it was off-site when it still wasn't like pitch black in Arizona but where they you were didn't even kick it at the game no and it was clearly pre-recorded. Also, he kicks the ball, and it went. It was like going towards the right upright, and it ended like 
all the way over to the left. Like, the amount of curve, like, it was clearly – I don't even know if he actually kicked the ball. Like, it looked like there was a fake ball that he kicked. But maybe he did. However, the ball, you literally see go through the upright. Like, it goes behind the one post. And they're like, oh, he missed. But we're still going to give you your money anyway. But it was like, he just made it. Like, it was like the weirdest thing in the world that I was like, are you kidding? Like, we had to watch commercials for this for months. And that's what they gave us. Yeah, I know. It was like uh, the absolute worst thing in the world. Like, Like, watch it. It, he clearly makes it, and for whatever reason, I don't know if they were like, oh, it'll make us look better if he misses, but we'll give you your money anyway. Like, I, it was, I was so let down because I was excited to watch Gronk go out on the field in front of everyone and try to kick a field goal. Yeah, this is really stupid. I'm looking at it again right now. Like, it's very obviously pre recorded, and everyone's like, oh, this is live. Like, watch Gronkowski make the first live. Oh my god! Like we're just watching it curve. He and... made it. Go back and like he makes. I can see he it. makes that, and they were like, "It's no good." <laughs> oh my god! This is the marketing is just getting so awful these days. He clearly makes the kick. Did you? No, you were probably too. Long I was getting Buffalo game. Wild Wings at halftime. So <laughs> yeah, the halftime show though was amazing. I really can't agree. Like, Rihanna I know Rihanna was good, and you know we were saying that she wasn't really moving that much because she was eventually revealed that she's pregnant, so she was just kind of like dancing a little bit and not doing her regular crazy choreography. But I just wasn't like impressed by it. I really liked like last year's performance. I don't know if you guys remember that halftime performance. <laughs> it was like um, Eminem and then Kendrick Lamar. And a few other rappers. Like, that was a really good halftime performance. But I think maybe it's just because I enjoy that a little bit better than that one. That one was weird because it was still light out. And it was still during the day. So it didn't even really feel like I the halftime of the Super Bowl. But, I mean, th- that one was cool to see all the names. But, like, I don't know. Rihanna's... Did you, like, see the memes that are being made of Rihanna's performance of them yeah. on the platform? It's, yeah. like, Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. yeah. I liked all the lights, though. That was that was a good Yeah, good the, song. The, the end song. That was crazy. I mean, that's the only part I caught of it, and I thought it was fire, so. But, I mean. Just, like, I forgot how many absolute bangers she has. No, she does. And a lot of songs from, like, 2K16. Yeah. Uh, like, what? From NBA 2K16. Oh, okay. My childhood. So I was hearing those songs. Your childhood, Brian, you were like 16 years old. Oh, that's awkward. Hey, don't hate the man. Yeah, I mean, hey. I mean, it's, you're not a child if you're 16. It's okay. I, don't let the world change your smile. Yeah, yeah your smile, smile changes the world. world. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying, man. It's hard, to, it's hard to smile today, but... Did you look in the mirror? Yeah, and I just saw tears on my face. It wasn't smiling. Hey, what what'd you say? No. What did you say? Hey, I what? You got a smile. <laughs> so it smiles back at you. Hey, man, you're not fully dressed. You put on your smile, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, can we move on and talk about? No, no, he's got one more. Oh, come sure. on, one more. I do? Oh God, you guys are putting pressure you on know, me. You know, it's got to be natural. With a smile and he said, "It's always time to practice for tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> hey man, all I got to say is when uh, you know, me and Tanner, we I was at his house uh, place watching the West Virginia game, and I made myself some mac and cheese again. Right, Tanner? Oh yeah, yeah. On, on Saturday, yeah. See, we can get to that. Later. What a game um, that was! Really quickly though, on the mac and cheese thing. Oh god! So I'm talking to <laughs> old Sean Tansky yesterday. I went over to Sean's for the game, 
And uh, did you stay the whole game? Did you stay the whole game? Yeah. Did you watch his collapse? Yeah. <laughs> what was he like? Well, walk us through it. I'll yeah. Well, I don't, don't want to. I don't want to put the man down. <laughs> Hey, as, he would uh, take it like any of us would if our team was. As, as an Eagle fan, let, gotta let Sean, you know, have his time. Yeah. But he was telling me that you know, <laughs> he he told his mom he was having people over for the game or whatever. And she uh, she told him, well, if that Brian's coming, don't let him make mac and cheese at your house. <laughs> at least we got people listening, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, honestly, I don't I don't blame her. I mean, I can make mac and cheese. Like, it well, was, I didn't even help him this time. Yeah. He did it all by all himself. myself. Oh my god! Yeah, growing yeah. up, quick. It, was get, a little, it was a little watery. But we should give you okay. a certificate. Yeah. Hey, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it was it was great. Uh, you know, Tanner Tanner was doubting me. He's like, "You need help, Brian." I'm like, "Tanner." Wait, how is it a little like watery? Like, because if you don't drain all the water, you know, the cheese is still a little watery. Tanner also had one piece of mac and cheese. Do you not put milk in it? I was gonna say, uh, yeah. I was just following the box again. I know, I know. That's God. <laughs> but like, I was just reading the box. Do you not like drain it? No, I I, I I thought I drained it, but I, that's news to me, Tanner. You put, I guess it back it's the, you put it back in the hot pot so that the water kind of like... Yeah. Kind well, of... I mean, I didn't think it was watery evaporates. at all. I thought it was nice and, I don't know, moist is the word. I thought it was great. I thought it was amazing. I think I ate the whole thing, too, Tanner. I mean, Tanner did have some, but I, I don't know. Brian, do you put butter in your mac and cheese? No, if I mean, the, it tasted fine. Yeah, I mean, the, the if the box didn't say it, no. I don't think the box said it. It might have said it. What? Yeah, it was Kraft. Kraft has like a half a stick of butter. Per yeah. Box. yeah, I know. I just kind of like said that. The whole gallon of yeah. milk. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Did Tanner even have a bar, a bar, uh, a bar, a bar of bar butter? Of butter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Looking in that refrigerator the other day, yeah. it didn't look like it. <laughs> Probably not. There is. There is. That's awkward. It didn't look like um, it. I mean, hey, it, it, it was good. It got the job done. It filled up my tummy. So, I think. Uh, it did what? <laughs> I was really hungry, Tanner. I woke up. I was, I was hungry. Did you take a nice little, little nap after it then? <laughs> yeah, he left after the game. Right? I actually did leave to take a nap. That's glad you said that. You know, I did Although take a nap. that game was brutal on Saturday morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. It set the tone for my weekend. It was just all my teams lost. I'm glad that you said, though, that I didn't know that you changed the channel at Top Golf. Yeah. No, that – I mean, Brian and I watched – I watched the entire thing. Brian Brian watched most of it. And, what I mean, yeah. Uh, Anissa, you said you turned it off at, when it was like at 25. No, I turned it off when, mm, I want to say it was in the second half, and they were down. I think they were missing free throws, and I was like, I'm turning this off. Like, it would have smart to turn it off when they had two turnovers in the first 30 seconds of the second half. They were just bad turnovers, though, like unforced turnovers. Like, it's actually game. sad. West Virginia at home. Really good. It was West a completely Virginia, different team. West Virginia goes on the road and they absolutely collapse. I think Tanner said they were like Tanner said that they die on the road, which is very true. Trey Mitchell, I have was, no idea what he game. was doing. Like somebody said on Twitter, they're like, "Oh, this is the best Trey Mitchell has ever played for Texas." <laughs> yeah, I, saw that. I, I mean, was... he was just. I have like the ball was. He's had a couple. He's hands. had a rough like, stretch of games recently. It was, he just was not looking good at all. Yeah. And it seemed like the rest of the team was following him. Like, it was just a sad game. Yeah. It was like I was. Start. I don't know. My understanding of it was the way that the travel worked. They got in there that morning. Yeah, I also. And then they had only the shoot around to get ready for the game. That's off. I also heard that like the Harlem Globetrotters were in their gym, like practicing. This is what I'm seeing well, on Twitter. Yeah, that's a, yeah, I don't know if any of that's verified, but I, I think... That's cool. Well, that's annoying, too. 
I get that. Yeah, the you first like fifteen we, minutes is cool. You, you know yeah. that Huggins, when he first got here, they didn't have the practice the practice facility for basketball, and they used to come kick the kids off the floor at the rec so they could practice because there was nowhere to practice. I believe it. Yeah, Mounts would be real frustrated by that if you got kicked off the floor over there at the rec. Oh, I'd be like, let me practice with you. Yeah, I don't. Um, I, don't I don't think that would happen. Yeah, I'm, ninety tourists can use any practice. I'm a body. I'm a body. I, I don't I don't think that's how that works. Hey, I'd shoot my shot, man. I'd shoot I my shot. Miss. <laughs> hey. hey, don't don't shoot yeah, the man. You James never out. know. You, you know, you never know. You got you got to try. I I I, I, have a, I think. Tell you what, I do with a smile, man. <laughs> I do with a smile. Look, it's contagious, man. Yeah, it's contagious. Huggins would be smiling back. <laughs> he might say no, but he's gonna say no with a smile. <laughs> Huggins with a smile. I don't know. Well, this is what Huggins said in that. Uh, talking about travel, he said the other leagues, the other teams in this league have no idea. They complain about coming to Morgantown, but they have no idea what we yeah. go through. Which I kind of like. I kind of sympathize because West Virginia is here, and then the rest of the Big Twelve is all the way out there. So they don't really have to travel yeah. as often as our teams have Not to. As far, yeah. As far, yes. Yeah. Like it, I mean, it's a, it's, it's like everyone on the other side. Time one way. Yeah. And, like and I mean. You know, there's times where they have to go, you know, Lawrence back home to Austin, and that's back-to-back-to-back games, right? They have one Lawrence, one here, one in Austin. Um, I mean, let, let, let me pull up their schedule really quickly. I, I, he's completely right, but I'm tired of hearing him talk about it. Well, that's, but here's the yeah. deal is that I understand, and for him, he's probably used to it, but it's not like you've got 15-year players, right? For every single new year, there's new players that have never I'm done I'm aware of that, but it's but like... It's a, it's a fact. It has it to be. It is a factor, but we know it's a factor, so let it go. Just f- go out and play. Yeah, but... What else are we supposed to... Like, are the refs supposed to, like... Are, no, but are, are you telling me that Bill Self wouldn't come here and he has two hours to shoot around and that's all they got to get ready for a game and they lose I'm and not he's saying not going to complain about I'm it? I'm not saying that we have it tougher, but, like, what, what do you want? Like, what is complaining doing? It's just creating excuses. It's giving the team a mindset of, like, oh, well, we have to travel like this, so... You know, we might not play our best game because, you know, we have to do all this traveling. Yeah, no, I think it's putting in their minds like, oh, you know, we're doing this traveling. We didn't play our best on the road because we haven't been playing our best on the road. We've been collapsing. So just going to use the traveling as kind of an excuse, like a scapegoat like, at that point. play. Like, there's nothing else that you can do. Like, I get he's right. It it does suck. We're at the most disadvantage. But, like, I'm just, it's every away game we hear about it. How about you just go win an away game? Like next year, we're we're teams are joining that are you got uh, BYU. BYU, that's all the way out there. You got Houston. UC, well, Houston's in Texas. They're oh, yeah. not going to join the trip. Mm. They won't travel. Then you have UCF. That's going to probably have the most travel. I, I think. I mean, it's UCF for here. It's about BYU. B, I think BYU and us would be pretty close. I mean, you have to think BYU. Uh, they're I'm coming from a time change. You're, you're now joining two teams that they're also going to be going through this travel. So, like, I really don't want to hear well, that. But this will be the first time West Virginia has anybody in the conference that's in the same time zone as them. I'm just saying. I, like, I, I, I completely agree that it is a factor. But stop talking about it. Like, I don't want to hear that. Like, I really <laughs> don't. I, like, just go go compete in an away game. Other okay. teams, Other teams figure out how to play well despite not getting a lot of reps, despite a tough travel schedule. 
yes, we have a really tough one, but other teams are able to compete better on the road despite those those stretches and those traveling. That that traveling. Just go compete. Like we haven't even really competed on the road in a big Big Twelve game. Well, they're in Waco tonight. Yeah, they get and once again, if you know they don't win in that one, I'm excited to hear the well, we were just in Austin and then we had to, you know Well it's at nine. They were at Austin. They were here for the last two. And then they were in Fort Worth. The game before that. After Waco they'll come back here to play Texas Tech on Saturday. Um Oh, I said on Friday, if they split these games, then they're going to be fine. So if they win this tonight, I mean, Saturday, Saturday's a throwaway game anyway with that performance. Like, what are you going to go back and get out of that? Nothing. Sumnick had 10 at the end of the game. Just another win. Do what? Oh, oh, Saturdays? Yeah. Yeah, I thought you meant, like, Texas Tech upcoming Saturday. Yeah, no, yeah, Texas, that game doesn't – although it does – Look really bad having a thirty-four point loss. That looks really bad. Yeah, but I mean they're not holding that against Alabama. So, to be fair, I'm just I got the notification. Yeah, I but then I looked at it immediately and it didn't say West Virginia. That, that was a clickbait headline. I'm just by I don't ESPN know. to get West Virginia people to go look at it because they're still at, nine seed this morning when I looked. I thought. Um, you know, also I do think a one one on. Well, I was. That, they still haven't released bracketology since the loss. At least. Well, Lenardi didn't change his top or his last. He game. releases that today, though, in yeah. the afternoon. I think going one on one though on this road trip. I mean, that could be that would be yeah. successful. I think if they can get one tonight, just because I mean, winning in Texas and Baylor back to back, that'd be a lot to ask for. I, I mean, especially with this the team that our team always has had trouble going winning on the road. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's a big opportunity tonight because. Looking at the end of the season, they're going to have nine Kansas at 11. Iowa State and home against 12 Kansas State. So, like, they really they can't really afford to drop any more games here because it's not really getting much easier for them. What did you just say? What? Are you looking at the women's schedule, Brian? No, the last three games of the year, Kansas, Iowa State, and Kansas State. Oh, okay. I didn't hear you say that because they got Tech and Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm saying, like, the last three games, like, they're all top 15 teams yeah, in the no, country. Yeah, no, it doesn't get easier. Yeah, I mean, didn't they? Weren't we saying that they have the hardest schedule? Yeah, it's the third I mean, hardest remaining I in the entire country. Yeah, so I don't know, and I don't want to hear that as an excuse if they don't do well. Like I'm so I'm I'm tired of Bob Huggins saying, well, you know, with the transfer transfer portal and teams being able to pay and do all of this, oh, with the travel, you know, we're we're, we're struggling, we're doing all this. Well, we're in the Big Twelve; it's a tough. Tough schedule, one of the hardest in the country. Like I'm so tired of it. Like okay, those things might be true, but just win. Like he, had, like it, it's apparent, and it, we've seen it on the road multiple times this season that they just go in with like this, this like hopeless mindset, this victim mindset of like, yeah, we did just travel. Yes, like we got absolutely no shots up. Yes, this is a really tough opponent. Yes, this team spends more money on NIL and has better recruits. And like you, it, it, it's like you see that in their mindset of like, well, there's nothing we can do. It's not our fault. Like they have all these advantages. Like it's so I'm I'm tired of it. It's happening in both basketball and football here, where we're just like accepting the fact that it's like, well, we're behind. We're at a disadvantage. We'll just settle for medio like mediocrity. Like it, it's frustrating. Like, am I wrong? Like, do you guys also see that? Like, no, now is it just I, me? I agree. It's kind of hard to disagree with that. I mean, because 
Yeah, it's true because at the end of the day, there's nothing you can really do about it. Like this is the reality. They're they have to do all this traveling. Then obviously the stuff with the Harlem Harlem Globe Charters, I guess that's kind of unpredictable. But I mean, great teams always, you know, good teams usually they find a way to win those types of games, and our team just has not a really chance to do that. Uh, yeah, I, I said last week that. Again, if they go one of one, then I don't think we're that mad. Especially if they beat Texas, they lose to Baylor. What's that tasting around? Okay, if they can beat Baylor, the goal at the beginning of the year was to make the tournament, and if they do that, then fine. But I, I cannot stand when people are starting to change expectations midway through. Then they hold on to these new expectations because they see a two or three game stretch here or there. Yes, they played good during the non-conference. Yes, they killed Florida. The expectation at the beginning of the year from my point of view, was to make the tournament. And if they do that, then fine. And then you can see what happens. No, and I, I agree with that. Like that's what so I was... they, But then you're holding them to this crazy... Right now, they're, they're slated to make the tournament. Yes, that was an awful loss I'm, in Texas. I, I understand you're sick of the excuses. But right now, they fought back. They've won six or yeah, five of that's eight. that's great. Yeah, so but what what are you so upset about? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, this is what people were upset about two weeks ago. I'm not calling you because out directly. I, I'm under, I, I get that. Like, I'm saying you, you, just... just like I'm tired of hearing about it. It's after okay, every loss we hear about it. Man, I don't know. What but why are they still? Because it's it's spreading to the team. Like, I, I you know who I, does I, look at it? The players. The players right. hear that. Like, like that's that's not. Brian, Brian is right about the fact that yes, they go to Kansas and yes, they go to Iowa State. Mm-hmm. But you have uh, four out of your last six games here at home, and at home you've been a much different team. And so if you can win three of those four at home and you can get one more on the road this year, including tonight, or either in Lawrence or Ames, because if you don't win it tonight, that's not going to be great. But then if you can pick one up at Kansas or at Iowa State, that's going to be a better resume builder anyway. And so for me, if the expectation at the beginning of the year was to make the tournament and they do that and then they win a couple tournament games, then I don't understand how you can be upset. Yes, in the moment, I get that you're frustrated. I'm not upset with... Like how they've done this season, more you're so the mindset of it. Yes. Okay, but they're they're it's still like, winning games. It's like the mindset. It's like basically what you hear from Huggins is like, oh, you know, if we were to be in it, like, if all these things weren't stacked up against us, we'd be a lot better. Like, oh, you know, we're dealt a bad hand. That's why you know we we are where we are. Like that's my frustration. Why not just like accept the fact that there's some th- things wrong with the teams, like. There's things that you can do better in the games that, like, that's why you are you are where you are. That's why these expectations are what they are. Like, I'm t- like, it's just so frustrating to hear the same things over and over. Like, especially when there's things that like, they're they're not going to change. No matter what, you can complain all about it all you want, but like, you're not going to change the scheduling. NIL is not going anywhere. So like, stop complaining about it. That's that's my thing. It's just like get over it. We don't want to hear it anymore. Okay. No, like is that not? I mean, I I think you see it more than just here. I think you're being a little bit. No, I, I, I but we're just talking about West Virginia. It's well, it, it's a lot of schools. It but is. But if you're saying like stop complaining, I mean, you see Jim Beheim up at Syracuse complaining about what they're yeah, doing and, in Wake Forest, and, and he yeah. needs to stop. Like he. Well, that's but maybe maybe they're onto something a little bit here with NIL in this Wild West and how. I mean, you saw what happened with the Jaden Rashada thing. They were going to pay him thirteen million dollars over four years to come play Florida, come play quarterback in Florida. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that the rules need to be 
don't need to be adjusted. Well, but I think like, that's what they're calling out. They're saying it's unfair right now. You see multiple longtime coaches doing it in multiple sports. Saban called it out at the beginning, and now that he's got Alabama organized, they're not doing it because now they found a way to get through the rules, which is going to make it better for them. But if you see prominent coaches continuing to call out these things, then I think that has to show that there's a problem. And if you watch this stuff and you don't think there's a problem, then I don't understand what you're looking at. There is a problem. I'm saying all the things that Huggins are saying is true. My thing is talk about that in the offseason. Don't talk about it after losses. Don't blame your losses on okay. these things. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, that's what is frustrating me, that it's after losses that he brings these things up as, like, this is why this happened. I think it's fair because then you, like you were saying, like, it leaks onto the players, like, it leaks into the fan base, and then it just morale is low all around and nobody believes. Like, fight those issues in the offseason, not after losses. That's That's my thing. Okay. I think that's fair. I agree with you, honestly. Like, it's just, it's coming to a point where you're looking at it and it's, you know, the first few games, I get it. And then keep saying it after you get blown out and you get these terrible road losses and you're like, okay, well, something has to give at this point. Like, you just can't keep using that as an excuse. All right, we'll hit a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the women who played very well on Saturday and more as we get into it. As we continue here on Beat the Clock, this is U92. I didn't get anything for Valentine's Day this year, but that's okay. The money for my gifts went to a good cause, helping U92 The Moose grow. Join us and pledge your love to The Moose. Come listen to 36 hours of nonstop radio, streaming live at noon, February 13th, until midnight on February 14th. Your generous donation can help fund new equipment, let us travel to sporting events, and give our student broadcasters bigger and better opportunities. To donate, go to U92TheMoose.com and click the donate button at the top of the page. Thanks for helping us out. The Moose's Pledge Your Love event starts Monday, February 13th at noon and ends Tuesday, February 14th at midnight. The sports staff will be having a live show in the mountains from 10 to 12 on Tuesday morning. Come by and get some cool prizes, listen to sports discussions, answer some trivia questions, and hear live interviews with Nikki Izzo-Brown, Dan Stratford, and Randy Maisie. It'll be all kinds of fun. For more information, head to U92TheMoose.com and click on that donate button. We'd really appreciate it. Are your mornings boring? Well, they're not going to be anymore. U92's all-new sports show, Beat the Clock, is Monday and Friday mornings on U92, 7 to 9 a.m. Wake up and beat the clock with the sports staff. Can't beat the clock? Well, then you're going to have to find it as a podcast. Search the sports page on your preferred podcast platform, where it's paired up with U92's Wednesday night show, The Sports Page, Wednesday night, 6 to 10 on U92. Join us then as we talk about everything in the sports world. There's always great laughs and fantastic discussion. Beat the clock and the sports page. Find out more at U92TheMoose.com. The Don Plitzewite era begins this season for Mountaineer women's basketball. Hear all the play-by-play here on U92. Here's Dean Southeen driving down low, looking for the win. Count it! And the foul! Oh, what a bucket! Tie game with the free throw to go! Coverage of every single home game for Mountaineer women's basketball with pregame coverage beginning 30 minutes before tip-off here on 91.7 FM, U92 The Moose.
U92 The Moose is your home for the best sports coverage you're going to find here on the campus of West Virginia University. It all starts on Wednesdays from 6 to 10. It's the Sports Block on U92. From 6 to 8, we're talking WVU sports with a tilt towards on-campus coverage. From 8 to 10, it's the Sports Page taking a look at all the national stories you want to hear the U92 sports staff talk about. Then, at the bottom of every hour, tune in for breaking news on all of the top stories in sports by members of the U92 staff. And finally, live sports on U92 The Moose are the bread and butter. Tune in for coverage of both WVU soccer teams, women's basketball, baseball, and WVU hockey live on U92, 91.7 FM, and U92TheMoose.com. You're not going to want to miss any of the sports here on U92. back in it's beat the clock it's monday morning 7:52. um is anybody else tired i don't know yeah, i mean that woke me up a little bit you're good yeah, woke me up i feel good bit. okay just a little upset but i'm all right brian's upset well eagles man it's been all right man it's been all right man i appreciate it i got you i, I got Cheer you me up man hey united tours are gonna get a win thursday I'll be all right. I don't believe that for a second. Hey, if, if we win, wow. you're on the hot seat because you won't be here. Can you guys can you guys live stream it? Oh, you're not gonna be. Oh yeah, you're not gonna be here. No, oh, be I think either. we probably shouldn't live stream it. But <laughs> yeah, we're trying to grow a brand. Here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if we win, Tanner, you are officially on can the. Can you hot guys seat. at least send me a photo so I can post it on the Moose uh, Twitter? We'll send a picture of uh, Sean in his headband. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta send something. Like, yeah. you gotta promote it a little bit. I'd like to send a picture of the scoreboard after because it's gonna be a win. That's what I'll send a picture. Yeah, of. It's gonna be a blowout. No, we're winning. No, I, I'm this saying is... it's gonna be a blowout. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I mean. Uh, any way we can win. But all I got to say is when the playoffs start, it's a new season. Nobody wants to see the 92ers in a one-game series. Yeah, I think you guys are going to be – I think you guys are going to have good coaching on Thursday when Tanner's not here. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I, think it's gonna be, I mean, actually, I think Tanner's a great coach. I think he's more of like a player's coach type guy. Let's his players <laughs> yeah, play. Yeah, the players that are on the floor. <laughs> Um, yeah, I didn't come out last game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> yeah, you didn't come out either, Brian. You sat for a few minutes. Yeah, I mean, well, Mounts was supposed to go out of the game, but yeah, I sent, <laughs> I sent my sub back. <laughs> he's, li- he's like that. No, nah, but I mean, it's not going to be the same without uh, you know Tan Man over here uh, yelling at the refs for me when I got fouled on a three. But it's okay. I'm you know, missing. I continue to tell you both to just keep talking because the other team's going to break before you guys do. Yeah, get I, I and- yeah, I did that, and we lost the sportsmanship point. So. Yeah, but I don't think that was, I, I don't understand how we did that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we I thought we were pretty professional. I, I mean, can understand where we lost one. I don't know. To be fair, about how the other the team score. lost a sportsmanship point, too. Yeah, but you could say they should have lost more than us. They were coming yeah, at me. Because they were, they were saying one, stuff at me. The like, one guy, he went over to Brian. He's like, yeah, keep talking, keep talking. Yeah. I was like. Well, because he was complaining about a call, offensive call, and the ref was right there. I'm like, I'm like, bro, let the ref do his job in front of him. And then, like, I, he, like I'm funny. not going to say this on air what he said to me. Yeah. But. Uh, and yeah, I was like, bro, like, relax. You have two points. Like, yeah. that's, that's what I said. I'm like, you're t- I don't know. But then yeah. he, he actually came up to me after the game and apologized. I'm like, dude, it's it's, it's fine. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the, trying. The best to... was I don't remember one of one of the guys on the other team. He he got he called for a block and he started punching the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. one that has to hurt. But <laughs> punching like, the ground. Did you, I mean, you could hear it. <laughs> uh, hey, some people I guess handle it differently. I'm. Uh, I mean. Yeah, I, I don't let the world change. Their don't let the world change. I was not smiling on last Thursday. I'll tell you that. Though. I went home and just cried. But anyways, Thursday's a new game. 
been a rough week. It's been a rough. Oh, every single thing I root for is lost. Here. Yeah, it's uh, it's not, it's not been a At great week. At least you don't have any teams planned until September now. Well, the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why is that funny? Because <laughs> hey, we just won the other night. Yeah, but we also if lost you're relying on the Knicks for your happiness, <laughs> you're hey, we're coming for happy. that six seed, uh, Mouse. I'm gonna, you guys are, we're going to kick you guys into the plane. Uh, I don't no know, Brian. Shot, dude. <laughs> I'm just I, I, a seven game series, Knicks in seven. I think the Nets fall down. But. Yeah, Nets will fall down. You should pick up another team so that another your team. happiness isn't just solely Brian on the Knicks. I was a Mets. I was a big Mets fan growing up, but then I kind of got out of it. Oh, stay a Knicks fan then. Yeah, I mean, I mean, okay. I, I was a New Jersey. I was a De- Devils fan back because I just had a team in Jersey I'd root for, even though I don't know anything about hockey. But uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know. I think they need to. They need to put another baseball team up in the tri-state area. Do they? No, they really don't. <laughs> they no, need one in Jersey. Not, not at all. I think they hey, do. It should be the New Jersey Giants, by the way. They play in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Yeah, same with the New Jersey Jets. New Jersey, yeah, the Jets. Yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, the Jets did play at Chase Stadium. Or not Chase Stadium, at the original Mets field. Oh, so City that's, Field? What? City Field, right? No, they, wait, they played at Chase Stadium. I'm oh, Chase, mixed oh, up. They, oh, the I'm old not a Mets fan. Oh. I don't know their history. That's why they're called the Jets. Oh. Mets, Jets. Well, isn't because of Well, no, I'm pretty sure it's because it's like the the private plane. Or yeah, whatever. they were also by an airport, ah, but yeah. everybody just kind of like the Jets uses them interchangeably. But I don't understand that. It's yeah, that's little... the first time I've heard that. I will say the, the, the <laughs> this is the first time this year someone in my class introduced themselves as uh, normal in class. We had to introduce themselves, say all our favorite sports teams, and he goes, "I'm a fam- I'm a fan of the Et New York teams, Mets, Jets, and Nets." <laughs> Oh. And I was like, I never thought about oh. that. That New York has in the three major sports oh, yeah. a, an Et team, and all of them the Mets, the Jets, and the Nets. Well, I think every sport but football, the there's well, I guess if you go three ways, you could go if you're an Islanders fan, Mets fan, and Knicks fan, they're all the same colors, but the football team doesn't line up. Yeah, but that's like one of my favorite things about Pittsburgh sports is everybody's black and yellow, so then all your stuff is the same. Hmm. That's a big bonus, man. Nice. Yeah. Your wardrobe is like tripled for any game. <laughs> Are you gonna wear nice. a you gonna wear a hockey jersey to the football? I ain't wearing a Penguins jersey. I can promise you that. But <laughs> yes, there are people that do, and uh-huh. there's people okay. have no problem with it because it's all Pittsburgh love. Nice. Pittsburgh's I... very crazy about sports. I don't know if you know this. Nice. They <laughs> the uh, well, no. When they saved the Penguins. Uh, I think it was 99% was what it was funded by the public for the new like 6 or 700 million dollar arena and it was voted on by the people like as a levy and it passed like overwhelmingly in Pittsburgh to go build that with private funds from the or public funds excuse me That's crazy actually Yeah it's like the only one that's like almost 100% public paid for which is super weird maybe also why it sucks but Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm still in the belief that we need another baseball team. Uh, why? In the Tri-State area. I don't know. Uh, not, pretty interesting. not if they redo these divisions and it's going to be the... They're not going to redo these no, divisions. That was a joke. No, that was the fact a that joke. people are taking that seriously. They're not going to put the Phillies, Yankees, Red Sox, and Mets in the same you would division. For it. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, you would. like, are you kidding me? The Tri-State area would be blown up. Yeah. 
One bad game. Are you sure Philly's still standing this morning? Has anybody checked? Um, well, last I checked, I have a couple of friends that go to Temple, and one of them posted a couple of cars flipped over in the streets. Yeah, yeah so. I saw that. Uh, I knew three or four people that were like right there. What did that add to this? <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> He's got I'm, connections, I'm, man. The validity I'm of pretty, it. I'm Dude, pretty I know sure. People too. I I'm pretty <laughs> sure that one of the people that posted. It was one of the people that flipped the car, but it's a little. The video that like would show their face is a little blurry, so I can't prove it. 